Hello, friends. Welcome now to this Phil Harris Alice Fay edition from the Library of Sound. Today we have a kind of a, a first in a way because it is the first show that Phil Harris and Alice Fay did for the Rexall Company. The Rexall Drug Company, they worked for them for a while. Before that, they worked for the Fitch Bandwagon Company, and they did shows for Fitch. But this was the beginning of their Rexall years, and this show is dated October 3rd, 1948. These Phil Harris, Alice Faye shows, I tell you, they are the funniest radio shows I've ever heard. They just make me laugh right out loud. And that don't happen too often. But these Phil Harris Alice Faye shows, they do it to me. Let's listen now to the first Rexall show that Phil Harris and Alice Faye ever did. From October 3rd, 1948, here on the Library of Sound. Good health to all from Rexall. Here's Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Oh, Phil, are you ready? Oh, darn it, you made me swallow a bobby pin. <laughs> yes, it's Sunday. Time for the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show, presented by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall Family Druggist. Good evening. I'm your Rexall Family Druggist, taking a little time from behind the prescription counter to get acquainted. This being our first Sunday evening together, I thought maybe you'd like to know who we are. There are 10,000 of us, 10,000 druggists who have added the word Rexall to our own store names. You can always tell us by the blue and orange Rexall sign in our windows. The sign means that we carry the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. They range all the way from aspirin to penicillin, and they're as fine and pure and dependable as science can make them. We recommend them to our customers because we know... You can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Fay and Phil Harris. A month ago, the Harrises returned from their European trip and signed a contract with their new sponsor, the Rexall Drug Company. Let's go back to that day. Phil, Alice, and the children are in their garage where Phil is polishing the English sports roadster that he bought in London. Da, 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 yatta. Da, 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 da. Today we sign with Rexall. Hey, I better wear gloves when I'm around the car. I'm getting fingerprints on the steering wheel. As I was saying, Phil, isn't it great to be home again? Uh-huh. Do you realize how lucky you are having a beautiful home, two wonderful children? And you, you beautiful dove, you. You lovely thing. I never thought I'd live to see the day when anything so gorgeous as you would belong to me. Oh, thank you, Phil. Alice, please, I'm talking to the car. (laughs) 
never seen anything with such sleek lines. I can remember when you used to say the same thing about me. When we first met, you told me I had sleek lines, too. Look at the way she's made. She's so neat and trim. I was just as neat and trim. Look at the way she's built. So close to the ground. I was built just as... (laughs) Bill, will you forget the car? You think more of that thing than you do of your children. That ain't so. Now, you know my kids mean more to me than anything else. Daddy... May we touch the car? You know we can't, Alice. Our little hands haven't been sterilized today. (laughs) Won't you take us for a ride, Daddy? What, and soil the tires? (laughs) You're old enough to know better than that. I want this thing spick and span when I drive up to the Rexall office today. What are you going there for, Daddy? I'm going to work for him, kids. Yes, sir. Your daddy's going to work for the biggest drugstore outfit in the country. You're going to work for a drugstore? Yep. And your daddy will do a great job for him, too. You said it. You'll make the best sandwiches they ever had. (laughs) I'm not going to make sandwiches. Hey, look, Alice, we better get started. You know, we're meeting the sponsor for the first time, and we don't want to be late. You know, punctuality is the keynote of success. And the essence of business acumen. I get him. Phil, what does that sentence mean? Must mean something that's got words in it. <laughs> hey, kids, you better go in the house now. I'm going to back the car out. Now, let me get in it. Ah, uh, yeah. How much leg room she's got. Will you hear the way this English job purrs? That's funny. It ain't starting. Maybe you don't have any gas in it, huh? Ridiculous, old girl. <laughs> I put ten liters of petrol in only a fortnight ago. <laughs> oh, Philip, how that stuff clings to you. <laughs> Even the boat could... Hey, no wonder. I haven't got the ignition on. Listen to that. Oh, listen to her. Purrs like a woman who's having her back scratched. <laughs> hey, stand out of the way, Alice. I gotta take it easy now. There ain't much room here in this garage. And I gotta back out very carefully. Good morning, Philip. <laughs> I'd rip your clutch out. How are you, William? Oh, I feel wonderful. My friends and I just got back from a weekend camping trip. Yeah, where'd you brownies go? <laughs> well, we went... We haven't got time to listen. Forget about it. We got an important date. I don't know if you know it or not, but we're going down to meet the officials of the Rexall Company and sign our radio contract. Oh, I have dreaded the approach of this day all summer. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, Philip, you've never met the officials of the company, and you just won't know how to talk to them. They've all gone to college, and it's so important that you make a good impression. Oh, leave him alone, William. Phil is perfectly capable of taking care of himself. You tell him, honey. 
The best way for Phil to make an impression is to act natural and, and be himself. No, that won't do it. <laughs> Wait a minute, Alice. Willie, listen to me. Not only will I get the job for Alice and me, but if you'll just keep quiet and be nice for a minute, I'll tell you what I'll think of you. I'll even get you a job with Rexall. Will you really, Philip? Yes, I will, and I'll ask him for a good salary for you, too. Oh, Philip, how much? $35 a week and all the iodine you can drink. I don't think that's funny. Boy, stop quarreling. Willie, come in the house while I get my coat. Very well. Won't say another word. But I suggest you heed my advice, Philip, because I know whereof I speak. Yes, I do. <laughs> that character always trying to worry me. I wonder if he's right about the sponsor not liking me. Is it possible that they won't be overwhelmed by my radiant personality? Nah. I can see me now. I'll walk right up to the press and I'll say, um, <clears throat> Sir, signing this contract will be of mutual benefit to both of us. And I'll do my best to uphold the dignity and traditions of your company. Furthermore... Hiya, Curly. Hiya, Frankie. I want to assure you that our association will ripen into a warm and beautiful friendship. Oh, this is so sudden. <laughs> you may kiss me, Curly. <laughs> Ramley, I'm not talking to you. I'm just rehearsing my meeting with a sponsor today. Oh. You know, I'm going down to sign the contract for this season. Maybe I better go with you, huh? Okay. Now, look, Frankie. What? It's very important that we make a good impression. Mm -hmm. Now, just concentrate for a minute. Now, right. look. Yeah, I'm working. What can we do to prove that we have the interest of his company at heart? Let's do what we always do when we go in to see our sponsor. <laughs> We'll pour shampoo on our heads and walk in singing, smile a while, let a song be your style, you stitch. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold it. That was last year, Remley. This year we're going to have a new sponsor. Yeah? Who? Rexall. Oh, what a break. What a pleasure. What a sponsor! What's a Rexall? <laughs> Remley, don't ever let anybody hear you say that. It happens to be one of the biggest drug companies in the world. You mean we're to be employed by a firm of apothecaries who manufacture pharmaceutical necessities? <laughs> Is that what they are? <laughs> Well, cert, old boy. Well, I got to get more money. I never thought that you... Already, Phil. Oh. Hello, Frankie. Hi, Alice. Hey, come on. Get in the car out. Pharmaceutical. Oh, match. <laughs> well, remind me when we get there. I never knew. Get in the car, will you? Now, look. You could... Frankie, take your hand off of the door. Now you did it. You got a spot on it. Well, sloppy old me. <laughs> Let's take it easy, pharmaceutical. I'll rub it off. 
Remley, stop breathing on the car. You're taking the paint off. <laughs> Come on, will you? Let's go. We're driving. Now, wait a minute. Now, look, when we get down to the sponsors, let's all try to do this thing right. What do you mean, right? Look, Remley. Yeah? There's a right way to do a thing, and there's a wrong way. There's them that does and them that don't and them that says they will but won't. So if Satan tempts you, hold on tight, cause you can't do wrong doing right. There's them that shall and them that shan't and them that wish they could but can't. But it seems that doesn't seize the light, cause you can't do wrong doing right. Look at that gal Delilah, she had them all in a spin. She clipped the mighty Samson, but she got caught when the house fell in. So you see, there's got to be just one road for you. You and me, let old Satan know he's lost the fight, cause you can't do wrong doing right. You gotta do right. Well, make me know. Yes, you gotta do right. Yeah, keep a preaching. If you wanna see the light, well, tell me, brother. Cause you can't do wrong when you're doing right. There's them that's good and them that's mean, and there's that somewhere in between. But it looks to me from what I've seen that you can't do wrong doing right. There's them that's meek and them that's bold. Now, don't ask me, but I've been told it's the meek that plays them harps of gold, cause you can't do wrong doing right. Now look at old big Goliath, bragging about his size, picking on little David, but he got his right between the eyes, and so you see there's got to be just one road for you and me, let old Satan know he's lost the fight, cause you can't do wrong doing right. You mustn't do wrong. That's right with me. No, you mustn't do wrong. That's philosophy. If you want to get along. Oh, I believe it now. Oh, you'll never get along if you're doing wrong. Now, they threw Daniel to the lions. The king had it done. He's the law. But it wasn't long till Daniel had all of them cats drinking milk out of straws. And so you see, there's got to be just one road for you and me. Let old Satan know he's lost the fight. Cause you can't do wrong doing right. No, you can't do wrong doing right. Cause you can't do wrong when you're doing what is right. Keep on doing This sure is a big place to sponsor us here. Naturally, naturally it's big. Yeah. You don't think Harris would be associated with anything infinitesimable, do you? <laughs> hey, Alice. Now, listen to me now. We never met these people before, and we got to convince them that we're the ones they want for their radio show. Now, look. What do you think we ought to say to them? Well, I, I think we should be gracious. Let's tell them that we're happy and honored to be considered for the job. Yeah. Hmm? Well, we could tell them we're talented and popular. <laughs> Why don't you just tell them you're Ozzie and Harriet? <laughs> Control yourself, Remley. There ain't much demand for softball guitar players. <laughs> Uh, look, do we go in here, Alice? No, no, that's the entrance to the drugstore. We go in this door to go to the offices. Come on. Now, please, boys. This is a dignified company, so please, please be on your best behavior, huh? Well, where's the president? Why isn't he down here to meet us? Frankie, Frankie. Wow. <laughs> Now, look, we're still a little early, so I think I'll go in and shop around the store. 
And I want you two fellas to sit right here in the reception room. I don't want you to move until I get back. I don't want you two to get into any trouble. You hear? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> hey, Curly. Yeah. You mind if I kiss Alice when she comes back? <laughs> what for? If I'm going to be henpecked by her, I want to get in on some of that good stuff. <laughs> Alice, don't henpeck me. I do as I please. Okay, then. Let's go in and look around the store. Okay. Wow, what a layout. Hey, look at all the customers. They must do a terrific business here, huh? Certainly they do a terrific business. It's a big time stuff you're in, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, just think, Remley. As soon as we sign the contracts, we're part of this place. We're members of the Rexall family. Members of the family? Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Frankie, get out of that tank! <laughs> We don't own the place. We're just trying to borrow a couple of bucks. You can't put the lug on your own family. Who can you do it? Will you come on and get out behind that counter before somebody sees you? If the manager ever happened to come along and I catch... beg your pardon, young man, but would you mind waiting on me? I want some cosmetics. I'm sorry, lady, but First, I... First, I'd like to get a home permanent wave kit. The kind you're demonstrating. Look, lady, we ain't demonstrating nothing. Quiet, young man. I'm talking to your twin. <laughs> the one that has the Tony. <laughs> now, may I have a kit, please? I can't do that, lady, because Are I'm... you going to wait on me, or do I have to go someplace else? Go someplace else. Who cares? Frank... <laughs> Uh, uh, lady, we'll be very happy to wait on you. Now, if you'll just excuse me a minute while I slip into my smock. May I help you? <laughs> now, Remley, if we can make a big sale to this dame, it'll prove to the company that we have their interest at heart. It'll make a big impression on All right, then keep quiet. Now, madam, uh, now, let's see. You wanted a permanent way... Ah, here it is. A dandy. Now, then, is there anything else you could use in the line of beauty aids? No. No, I never use any beauty aids. Obviously. <laughs> Did you say? Oh, I said, uh, obviously, uh, yeah, you, uh, you don't need any beauty aids. <laughs> that ain't what you said, Curly. You said... Never mind. You... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that, well, you don't need anything artificial. Now, I could suggest eyeshadow, but your eyes have enough natural sparkle already. Oh. And then I could try to sell you rouge, but uh, your cheeks, why, your cheeks have enough natural color. Oh, well, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been so nice, I feel I should buy something. I could use a jar of wrinkle cream. What for? Anyone can see you have enough natural wrinkles. <laughs> I'm going to see the manager and report Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, just a minute, lady, please, please. Now, surely, uh, a pretty young thing like you wouldn't cause trouble for a, a 
a pretty young thing like me. Well, I... Why, when I look into your limpid blue eyes, I, I, I can't imagine a complaint being uttered by those luscious, tender lips. You've got her, Curly. Never miss it. <laughs> She's liable to be two hours coming out of this. <laughs> hey, Remley, if I could only bottle this stuff for Rex, I'll he'd make a fortune. <laughs> what was it you wanted to sell me? Oh, yes, yes. Well, I was thinking the, uh, uh, the lipstick way. Uh, of course, you don't need it, but it just might enhance the beauty of your ruby lips. Well, I don't know about that shade. I'd like to see it on somebody first. Well, I don't have anybody here that I can demonstrate it on, uh, but... Stay away from me, Curly. Now, wait. Now, come up here and stop squirming. Well, Make like a Cupid's bow. Mm. Come on, pucker up. Mm, tighter, a little tighter. That's it. Hold it right there. Wow. Hey, how's it look on him, lady? It looks ridiculous on him. <laughs> but I do like the shade. I'll take it. Oh, perhaps I'd better have a little rouge to go with the lipstick. Very well. You'd like the rouge demonstrated, too, wouldn't you, lady? Well, if it isn't too much trouble. No trouble at all. Hold your head up, Curly. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I ain't the type. Hold still, apple cheeks. All right, all right. Put it on. But don't cover my dimple. Ah, little dab. <laughs> little schmear here. Well, how do you like it, madam? It looks a little too dark. Well, it won't look that dark on you. Are you sure? Oh, positive. He has a heavy beard and you haven't. Oh! That is the last straw. I'm going to find the manager and report you. But lady, please don't go. Well, lady, please don't. Now you did it, Remley. Don't blame me. You started this. Hey, we must look very cute with these cosmetics on our faces. We better wipe it off before somebody sees us. <laughs> well, if it ain't Dory Andrews, sister. <laughs> what are you two girls up to, anyway? We're not up to anything. We're going to work for the company, and we were demonstrating some of the cosmetics. You work here? Good. I want to buy something. Wait on me. Well, don't stand there, Grapefruit. Wait on me. I wonder if they serve Mickey's at the soda fountain. <laughs> Look, kid, I'm here to sign a radio contract with this company, so get lost, will you? Go back to the grocery. I'm in enough trouble already. You're in trouble, Mr. Harris? Is there anything I can do? To help get you in a little deeper? Oh, hey, Curly, look, here comes that dame we waited on and the manager's with her. Oh, no, Frankie, we got to get out of here before somebody recognizes Yeah, come on. Well, come on. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Nobody can report us because nobody knows who we are. I go! Hey, Frankie, we can't leave him here to tell on us. We better take him with us. Yeah, wait a minute. Oh, Julius! Come here a minute. I got something for you. You can mail it to me. <laughs> it's my duty as an Eagle Scout to tell a manager who you guys are. You can't do that, Julius. If he finds out who we are, I won't get the radio show and it'll be all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> so long, fellas. I'll see you in the manager's office. 
Frankie, we can't let him do it. We gotta get him. You're faster than I am, Curly. You grab him. Which way'd he go? The end of the aisle and turn right. Okay, I'll get him and when I Maybe you should have turned left. You okay, Curly? Yeah, I'm all right. I cut my hand. Ooh, look what I did to this perfume counter. Hey, Curly, we'd better get out of here. There's a big crowd gathering. Here comes the manager with a couple of cops. Well, let's get out this side door fast. All right. You. Hey. Huh? We're back in the reception room. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're going to go up to see the president sign the contract Oh, now? you know I can't. Julius is probably up there giving him a near fall now. I haven't got a prayer for the job. Thanks to you. Let's go inside the drugstore. You hand tech, let's go inside the drugstore. Oh, leave me alone. I can't let well enough alone. If Alice ever finds out oh, what there I... there you are, boys. I've been looking all over for you. Oh, Phil, about the contract. Look, Alice, now wait. I've sort of changed my mind about, about working for this company. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's too late, Philzy. I've just come from the president's office and the contracts are already signed. But, honey, I... They are? Mm-hmm. I have them right here. The company signed them, and so have I. Now, all you have to do is put your signature on to make it official. Oh, honey. Ain't nobody like you. <laughs> You're wonderful. Yeah, ain't I. <laughs> well, here's the contract. Go into the president's office and sign it. Nah, I mean, uh, there's no sense in disturbing him. I'll just sign it out here and slide it under the door. <laughs> hey, give me your pen, Frankie. Yeah, here you are, Curly. Thanks. Ouch! Oh, darn it, I can't hold a pen in this hand. Oh, Phil, your hand is cut. How did it happen? Well, I cut it downstairs at the... Per- I mean, at the lunch counter. Yeah, uh, they serve very sharp sandwiches. <laughs> well, sign it with your left hand, Phil. I can't write with my left hand, but i got to get it signed right away. I... Hey, Remley. Huh? You're good at forging signatures. You sign my name. <laughs> okay, if you insist. There. That does it. Now I'll take it right into the president's office and give it to his secretary. I'll be right back. Well, everything's all set, Curly. The contracts are signed, sealed, and delivered. I'll keep your copy for you. Why should you keep it? It's my contract, ain't it? Hey. Hey, Remley. Pardon? Uh, you signed my name to it, didn't you? Not exactly, Curlin. What do you mean? I didn't know how to spell Phil Harris, so I just signed it Frank Remley. Oh, no! The Harris family certainly has its troubles, like most of us, I suppose. But I don't think many of us go quite as far out of our way to find it. (laughs) Except maybe men like the scientists at Rexall. We Rexall druggists know they spend most of their time giving Rexall drug products the roughest kind of treatment. Just to make sure they live up to Rexall's rigid standards. The one-inch war is a good example It's the way Rexall scientists check the potency of penicillin by testing it against living, growing bacteria. They carefully measure just a little penicillin solution into a culture of bacteria. A little flat dish filled with germs that have a name as long as your arm. 
The solution is so diluted that it contains only about one twenty-eight millionth of an ounce of pure penicillin. Yet to win the one-inch war, to be good enough to wear the Rexall label, it must stop the growth of all bacteria within a one-inch circle on the culture. If the weak solution can do that, then Rexall scientists know the pure penicillin will do faithfully what your doctor wants it to do in his prescriptions. This is just one example, of course, but it's true of all the more than 2,000 drug products made by Rexall. They all get the same careful testing for purity and potency before they come to us Rexall druggers. We know they do. That's why we tell you, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. You listen to me, Ramley. You ain't going to get away with this. Quiet, I'm not going to let As I was saying, Alice, uh-huh. with you and me as stars of the show, we'll give Rexall the best program they ever had. You think so? Sure. <laughs> uh, Frankie. Yes. Do you think we ought to keep Phil? Huh? <laughs> oh, I think so. You do. He can lead the band for my vocals. Listen, Remley, if my right hand wasn't cut, I'd slug you. Control yourself, Harris. There ain't much demand for bleeding band leaders. Your independent Rexall family druggist invites you to enjoy the Phil Harris Alice Faye show again next Sunday at the same time. Look for the blue and orange sign in your Rexall family druggist window. It means that he carries the 2,000 or more fine, pure drug products made by Rexall. He recommends them. Things like aspirin and antiseptics and the medicines put in the prescriptions your doctor writes. Because he knows you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. This program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips. The part of Frankie Remley was played by Elliot Lewis. And Julius was played by Walter Tetley. Alice Fay appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. This is Bill Foreman wishing good health to all from Rexall. Sunday is fun day. Be sure to stay tuned to this station for your humble host, which follows immediately. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. There you have it from October 3rd, 1948, the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, the very first Rexall program that they did. I think probably Rexall was one of their most famous sponsors, and that was the first Rexall show. Hope you enjoyed it. Funny program every time we tune in to listen to the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Till next time for the Library of Sound, I am your humble host saying... So long for now, and thanks for listening, everybody. Uh-huh.